0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. Show number 107. Can you believe 107 times I have said good evening, everybody? That's right. The Jimmy Palumbo Show here. And of course, (laughs) coming off the bench on aging and ailing, Chris Gucci is behind the glass. Christopher, you have been banged up with various injuries. You are the Ben Simmons of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Welcome back to another edition. So uh, this Jimmy
1: was, show. I'm I'm feeling good today, Jimmy. I'm feeling like uh, rejuvenated. Last week was not an injury, it was a it was just like a, a wellness check on my previous injuries. I had to go make sure that everything
0: is lined up on my yep
1: procedures the, and we're good to go bro ESPN
0: now. ESPN reported personal reasons and we let the fans go over everything like that I know I know but I got I had
1: a I had a word with my publicist about that I said look you know how they're going to take that so you got to take it that. better next
0: time and you know Dave Sturgeo comes in you know he chips in 18 points with eight rebounds fans are you know fans are they get confused here in Shea as to who should be the backup quarterback for the Jimmy Flombo show but really in fact the co-host but it's good to have you back Mr Gucci <laughs> Um, first of all, you know, as you well know, we always do this weird baseball card thing, and I, of course, have picked one. Now, for the first time in weeks, in weeks, this is not a guy who went in the spokes. No way. This guy uh, was a a very very good player. You're probably gonna know him, and he is 21 year veteran pitcher for the Angels back in the day, Frank Tanana. Oh, of course. Okay. Now, Frank Tanana, yeah. I remember him. He started in 73. Um, he paid for 21 years, this guy, right? And I was blown away because he played for the Angels, then got traded to Boston. Then he played with Texas, Detroit, the Mets, and then the Yankees. Now, the crazy thing is um, he was a first-round draft pick, but here's the wild thing. In a high school game, okay, he threw a sidearm pitch just to bust balls with his like his teammates, and he hurt his shoulder and he didn't tell anybody. And like his shoulder, it kept on hurting and hurting, and it hurt him the rest of his career. And so he panicked and he said, like, you know, what? he like didn't pitch as much his senior year. You know why? Because he took a scholarship to play basketball at Duke. Now that's now I know Duke back in the seventies wasn't wow. what they are now, but yeah, still, but they were, thinking, still, they were still Duke. But, but still, think about that. You're like, you know what? Dad, I can't tell him about my shoulder hurts. I'm just going to take that four year ride to Duke to play basketball. So I was blown away by that. The other thing, he was an all star pitcher for three years, very popular. This is was not a spokes guy um, at all. Matter of fact, the Yankees had shitty pitching then, and he was considered a stud. Uh, but what happened was after a while, his arm started to not have the power. He was more of a power fastball pitcher. He started to become like David Cohn at the end, throwing junk, using his guile and off speed pitches and one of those kind of things. And uh, you know, uh, that He ended up uh, now he was traded to the Red Sox from the angels, where he was real popular uh, Him with, with Jim, uh, Jim Dorsey and Joe Rudy for Fred Lynn. That was a big deal when Fred Lynn got traded to the angels. Um, he ended up pitching with the tigers for many years. He's from Michigan hometown. He was excited about that. Now, he was traded. Not many players get traded from the Mets to the Yankees over the years. I think there's only been, I'm I'm guessing, maybe 20 guys, if that. Someone should probably uh, chime in. Dave Sturgeon, Ben Simmons, as we turn. Um, but he was traded for a guy named Kenny Greer, who I don't remember. My brother's listen to this they'll laugh his ass off. So they the Mets traded him, and the Mets, you know, I guess the Mets were halfway decent. No, the Mets stunk back then. Um, but in the end, you know, Frank Tanana. Had a record of two forty and two thirty six. He lost a lot of games. He he was a journeyman pitcher at the end of his career. Uh, ERA of three point six six. He had six hundred and sixteen starts. Uh, he pitched four thousand one hundred innings. That's not so bad. 27, 2,700 Ks with the with the Mets in seven in ninety two. He was uh, seven and fifteen with a four point four eight ERA and. In 93, I know you're listening to all this, Chris. I am, I am. I in just wanted to confirm something. In 93, yeah. he was 0-2 with a 3.2 ERA with the Yankees. Long-time uh, uh, major leaguer, not a Hall of Fame. one of those guys, like, uh, he's not even on the ballot anymore. He started off, if he didn't really hurt his shoulder, he probably would have been a stud. But he switched his game, became more of a junk ball pitcher at the end. But listen, not too many pitchers pitch 21 years in the league, so... He's definitely was from this, you know, the 73 to 93. Frank Tanana was on five or six teams. Total, total like popular player, fifth starter at the end there. Uh, Sometimes he lost his starting, went to the bullpen, then gained it back. Pitched uh, five opening days. So, you know, you got to be halfway decent when you pitch five opening days. One of the funniest things is on the back of the card. Now, think about this 1975. On the back of his card, Frank Tanana, it says, which player never hit into a double play in 1935? Think about that. You're a 10 I was 10 years old. I get this. Name a, how about this? Better yet. Name a player from 1935. I Name anybody, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Especially around New York where we are. Name a non Yankee from 1935. I, I would have been able to get it. I probably would have said Ted Klausowski or something like that. I think he, he was later, but is, The answer is, uh, Augie Galan did not bounce into a double play. Maybe next week I'll do a whole thing on him. Anyway, that was on the back of the card uh, with his picture there. Frank Tanana was Rookie of the Year at one point. Uh, Oh, Tops All-Star Rookie. But everybody remembers Frank. First of all, the name Frank Tanana sounds cool. And uh, he was a good-looking guy, became a born-again Christian, lives a happy life now. He's constantly – he still works with baseball a little bit in terms of preaching to guys, stay stay on the straight and narrow. He was a big-time partier. And when Lyman Bostock on the Angels got murdered, freaked him out, and he be, you know went on the straight and narrow. So that's my guy, Frank Tanana.
1: All right. Who do you got? So, so I have more or less a, a little trifecta here. I don't have a guy. I have a trivia question a for three? you. Right. I have a trivia question for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divulge on two of the guys, and then I'll, I'll see if you could get the other one. So there's three players in Major League Baseball history that have played for. The New York Yankees, the New York Mets, uh, the, Dodgers the Dodgers, and the Giants. All right? I know your boy is one of them. It's Daryl Strawberry, right? Yeah, so that that's I an knew. easy one. Yep, yeah. I'm going to give the hard one. I'm going to give the hardest one, and then I'm going to see if you could get the other one. Because it's Benny Yankee. It's kind of mm, semi-modern, and he Giants. made an appearance on Do You Remember That Guy? So it's Daryl Strawberry, Jose Biscayno, and Dave Kingman? Nope. More recent. Lefty, and his Rizzo. initials are
0: Gallo. R. R. L. R. L. Yankees, Mets, and the West Coast teams here: Giants and the Dodgers. R. L. Randy, Villardi, no. <laughs> Randy <Villardi>. Uh <laughs> I just said Randy Villardi because I I went into a panic mode a little bit. Oh uh, well, no no Ricky Leday. Got him. There you go. There you go. Jimmy. There you go. I suck it. What did I you win, win,
1: win, ladies and gentlemen? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Firm handshake
0: and eternal friendship. The
1: next time I see you, coming your way, buddy. Uh, coming your way. All right, Ricky
0: Leday. Big home run at one game. Um, all right. That's very interesting. So you brought up so it's strawberry. Who are the four guys? Strawberry, Ricky. It's three Str-
1: Daryl Strawberry, Jose viscaino and Ricky ain't
0: Viscaino. Oh, god, that's so funny. And three big major, you know, major program, East Coast, West Coast. All right. So it's, we'll call the, because strawberries, well, no. We'll call, we'll call the it the Viscai- We'll call it the Frank Tanana Vizcaya, and Ricky Lede show. And that's it. All right. Well, we'll get right to, now I think I got to preface. People that listen to the show not into sports. I would, the, the first 10 or 15 minutes, it's like a morning show. We talk about what's going on it briefly in my world in sports. And then we get to regular bullshit. So if you want to skip ahead, do whatever you want. But, of course, most important thing you got to do, and I, this just made CNN here and Fox News, I am mired in a Patreon slump here. Mm. I can't believe my favorite player in the Yankees is Giancarlo Stanton. We're going to get to him a little bit later in the show. And I can't get off 26, bro. I am stuck at Rob Carpenter. I can't believe I'm at Rob Carpenter. I can't move forward. I got to put an ad on Facebook or something. Who's that, Lemayhu? Uh, what? LeMahieu's 26 on... now? I, I think he know. is, yeah. So we'll get another guy on another overrated player on the Yankees. I mean, and he's having so, a good string. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, he's got a weird foot injury. I don't trust. So that's it. So I'm stuck at Patreon. And here they are Alex Detsena, my sister, Mary Eileen, big George DeMosi, Eileen Palumbo, who is my mom, Joe Palumbo, cousin, Rob Pastor, Capisage, back in the 80s, big Rutgers fan, just as disappointed as I am. James Kanowitz, once again, FletchCast. Go check out his podcast. If you're a fan of Fletch, it's the only place to go. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Riccardi, my nephew, who I skied with all weekend. More on that later in the show. My cousin, my other nephew, John Henry Riccardi, who's in Italy right now. My nephew, Eric Palumbo, whose bachelor party I just came back from, Park City, Utah. Mike Caprio, known for Cornhole Level.com here at Shea. Uh, my brother, Frank, I was with him this weekend as well. Daryl Clark, LSU, Louisiana, Lightning down there. He should be a big fan of Giddery. I got to talk to him about that. Um, then, of course, I got Joe Sinecor checking in from St. Paul's and Ramsey. Uh, good guy. What's up there, brother Joe? Um, then we got uh, Greg Casolino, Colonial Boy. Mike Shecky. My God, the Dolphins suck. Lawler coming in. He's going to get mad at me for that. He's probably at a dance thing with his daughter, like I'm going to be at this weekend. Dave Ben, Pat Volkmer, Chop Sports' finest contributor, a major contributor to Chop Sports with, like, millions of or hundreds of thousands of views when he says crazy shit about the Cowboys. Cracked me up. He's big on uh, Obi Toppin right now, who I think stinks. Um, Martin Walsack, big giant fan out of Colonia. Michael Deej, Alphonse. Janine Machaud, people know who she is on this broadcast. Absolute eyewear getting involved. Robin Achani, old friend from high school. John Henry Palumbo, my cousin, went to the same grade as me. Greg Alperin. Greg Alperin getting involved this week with Beer League stuff. More on that later. Bobby Palumbo, my nephew, of course. Tommy Palumbo, my other nephew. I was bunkmates with him this weekend. And the guy who nobody knows, the Rob Carpenter, Tyson Hogan, getting involved here at Shea at twenty six. This is like three weeks in a row. I'm it's, it's, At this point, I'm a bust. I'm a bust, Christopher. It's no good. Patreon, where's the love? No Giancarlo. I was thinking about putting $3 on myself because I'm a big Giancarlo. I may do that next week. Support myself and give myself $3 you gotta a month. You've got to have to create an alias. I Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who who am I? Bingo. Bingo is my old nickname. So I'm going to be getting a text from
1: Jimmy around Tuesday of next week, or maybe even maybe by Friday of this week. He's going to be like, so
0: how do you make a second Patreon account, but not Uh, one where? (laughs) Yeah, you'll get a shitty call like that. But of course people, some people still don't know what to do. Patreon.com P A T R E O N.com. You search for, Jimmy Palumbo. Wait a minute. Look at that. Look at that. Wait a minute. Coming Just coming in. in. Coming in late here. the Weege. Weege. Louie Vincent Domini. Coming in. My high school buddy of mine. Louie. Oh, my God. Coming in at 27. So we officially have a Giancarlo Stanton coming out of Coming out of what you, he's down my uh, west coast to east west coast of Florida, uh, Tampa Bay or I don't know where you wherever the hell Louis from down out the, the Gulf
1: Coast, Jim. He's a Gulf Coast boy, Gulf Coast,
0: a longtime friend of mine. Uh, Louis Vichadom and he just said that's it. I've had enough. I want to get. I got to get out of Jimmy Palomo slump. He comes in. He is now officially until next week. Clearwater, Louis from down in Clearwater, longtime friend of the family. His dad used to be uh do cabinet work by him and uh, two. My dad and him do two, two old guineas doing work in Middlesex County. Uh, and uh, I used to hang out with Louie a thousand years ago uh, with me and Ruane and Pete Loschel and uh, Lisa Oberdick and the gang. I'm still friends with everybody. Uh, Louie, I appreciate that. Get me off. You know what? I know he listens to the show. He probably gets so aggravated. So I got I to gotta get John Carlo out of the way. I don't even know who's 28 now. 28, David Justice. I don't even know. 28, Everson Walls. 28 Girardi, maybe. I think Girardi. Girardi. So that'll be fun for next week. Louis, I love you. Clearwater, Florida, down there near Christy Phillips as well. Getting involved here. like, Ted Curtis. we 28, 28. Yeah, yeah oh, we can't talk about Chad Curtis. All right, so that's it. But listen, you go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N, search the Jimmy Palumbo Show. And from there, it's easy. Of course, you got to have your credit card, and every month, you get charged a very low amount, <laughs> less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, to support my lovely show here at Shea. And uh, we go from there. So that's it, everybody. Now, of course, it's time for one of my favorite sponsors, uh, the original sponsor. It's Absolute Eyewear Day here at Shea. That's right. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732 326 eyes sorry wow wow you see see people they have a funny thing in their ads and seven three <laughs> seven three two three two six eyes because the three nine three seven fifty years ago on your phone that's how you would be able to do an ad but no one does that anymore because all cell phones so what i do is i set, you know the, the time is really we're gonna judge this show it's gonna be a new segment how many seconds when I go 732 326 and I pause, does Chris come in because he's worrying about his own life, his own podcast? Barely has time for the show here at Shay. And no, Jimmy, if sudden, you know me, you
1: know better than to think I care about my own life or my own <laughs> so, podcast. So
0: he comes in late on the, on the eyes. So again, 732 326 3937. This place is owned by Craig and Jeanine Machon, right down by the train station in Main Street, Woodbridge. There are full service opticians. They got the guy on site. The doctor's there. You get glasses for the kids. They got all kinds of glasses, all kinds of, you want to go get some cool ass shades. They got them. You want to get reading glasses. They sent me these. Um, Of course I get sent like sponsored stuff, the stuff, the the examples they get sent in the mail. They send me stuff. Um, I got Bob Dalton checking in here. Uh, At least 70 Mets went on to play for the Yankees. Yeah, but see, that that's a weird, Bob. I said by trade, not free agents. I don't, anyway, we'll find out. I'll, I'll learn more about that for next week. I assure you, I'll come back smart. Uh, but anyway, of course, they got all kinds of glasses there, which I saw at Park City all weekend, goggles and stuff. Uh, they have Ray-Ban coach Ralph Lauren, Dave Sturcio's Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley comes to the place, but he doesn't. Six, sixteen trades all time between
1: the Yankees and the Mets.
0: Okay, sixteen, but you know that's since nineteen sixty-two. That's a, not a lot. That's that's not not a not lot. A lot. Since nineteen sixty-six. Uh, anyway, right, and Frank <laughs> Frank Tanana was one of. them. Anyway, uh, absolute eyewear. This ad's going on like the you know uh, a mini series on Lifetime. They got glasses for every budget, including mine. You get a hundred dollars off a complete pair if you say JP Show. They're open five days a week. They're closed on Sundays. Why?
1: That would be because of football, the New York Giants.
0: And, and they're closed on Wednesdays. Why, Christopher? That would be softball Wednesdays. Ah, it's good to be here, Shay. And, of course, you can, don't forget to go see Craig, Johnine's brother, the all-time strikeout leader in – Now, uh, Craig, you know I love you. But when, when, a, when a softball team plays from 1967 to 2020 and you're the all-time leading strikeout leader, that's very impressive, I think. That's hard to do. Craig still also hit the furthest home run in Corona history. That's not documented because I wasn't there. (laughs) Anyway, open five days a week. Go check them off. They're good people. And most importantly, when you leave, when you buy something at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge on Main Street, down by the train station, right by the railroad tracks there, you don't feel like a jerk off. You feel good. You got the right thing. You got a good price. They measured you. They put their glasses on you. You feel good about yourself. They got all kinds of Yankee things hanging around. Big sports fans, they love you. God bless. Absolute eyewear. All right. Let's get to a couple things. Of course, I'm wearing my interlocking NY. Uh, I'm wearing a home jersey, but the funny thing is it's a Matsui jersey because on my 40th birthday party my buddy Tommy decided to give me what, what's the shittiest jersey I can get him to piss, piss me off as a gag. He gave me Matsui, uh, and I became a Matsui fan. But it's got – it's the name First is on the ball. back. Well, how do you not –
1: I think Matsui's a great jersey.
0: I know, but it has the name on the back. So it's oh, like, okay. okay, the whole thing. okay we, he did it to annoy me, but I still have it, and I wore this the opening day many times. I
1: time. don't really have any issue. Are you one of those guys? I'm curious to know about this now, not to get off the beaten path Oh, uh, you can't, can't have the names on the back. No. So, All right. Because um, only
0: because it's a traditional thing. It's cool. Same thing with Penn state. They have Latin Now, now jer- my
1: jer- only gripe with that is why do they sell them with the names on the back then? And I understand, I, you know, they make these jerseys I, with no names, like 300 bucks. If you want to get a Jersey with a name, it's one eighty.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I don't know why, I, I,
1: but that's for the stupid people. So to me, it's like, I, now I, me personally, I wouldn't wear a Jersey with the name on the back, but I don't, you know, like I okay. wouldn't not either. If someone was like, here, put this on, I would, I would wear it. I'm not buying one, but my issue with it is when people talk shit to other people, because it's like, bro, he's wearing a jersey. He's 30 years old. Just leave the guy alone. First of all, you got it
0: from his mom. Okay. First of all, always trust the guy who's wearing an away Yankee jersey without the name on the back. When a guy gets to New York, I know it's pinstripes. That's the nickname of the Yankees. But when you have an away jersey, it's way cooler than a home jersey. My opinion. Name should never be on the back. The only time it's acceptable for name on a back is when it's just a T-shirt. Because that's that's not a uniform anyway. And to me, the coolest uh, T-shirt ever is the um, uh, Gallo shirt that my nephew bought for three dollars online. I wanted to so buy like if you're if
1: I think it's okay if you get it as a gift from your mother or if you get like like what are you going to do if your mom what, what bought are, you a Yankees jersey and it was. She saw a Lou Gehrig jersey and she was like, I'm gonna get this for Jimmy. And, and it said on the back. back. What are
0: you gonna do? Are you gonna be like, Mom, I'm not wearing this? You don't wear s- it. Happily. My mother, my mother's smart enough because Lou Gehrig's big not to not to have Garrick on They didn't even have numbers on the back of the jersey for half his career, by the way. I think numbers started in like 31. Someone else should know that. Um but anyway, yes. So I'm wearing the the shirt here. Um and it's Yankee time, opening day. I always think of my dad during this time because My dad took, we went to more Yankee games with my dad after he was older. I mean, when I was older, more than we did as kids. He was working, breaking his ass all the time. And, uh, you know, we just didn't go. We went to a few Yankee games. We got some free tickets. My Aunt Marie took me. She was working at Getty Oil. Um, And we went a lot there. But when when I got older, although my dad did take me to the 77 uh, game against the Royals, american league championship game which was cool i left school early never forget that yankees lost john maybury hit two bombs off the off this off the second dang. i'll never forget i've always been a john maybury fan since then um but i just think of my dad because he would be something that was the right of spring baseball softball corona going down the field putting the glove on taking your glove out of the bag in the garage it was so pure back then now People are going to batting cages in February. Back then it was first warm day you go out and you throw the ball around. I think of my dad. And of course we got Mr. Volpe coming in here and he's going to be our shortstop. Look, I think it's great. I know there's room. There's always rumors like, ah, you can ruin a kid. These kids have been playing baseball six days a week since they're eight. Um, and uh, clearly he won the job. He hit well in spring. Uh, he's a, he's a, a, a pretty good, a very good fielder. It wasn't like he's replacing Jeter. Um, so, you know what? Yankee brass made a decision. Hey, you know, we have all these big sluggers. Let's try to take a chance on a kid. Uh, and he's a Jersey kid. You know, North, uh, Jersey, right? He's from where's it? Morristown, yeah. Morristown, right. So, you got the local thing. Start the kid. I love it.
1: That's very cool. Bro, of course- four years ago, Anthony Volpe was just one of us. He was tweet. If you look at his right. Twitter from 2018, 2017, Yankee fan. Didi. With the thumbs right. down, like it, it's. However, it's though,
0: wait a minute. Though. We have been hearing about him since day one. Like I've been hearing this guy's name, but he's not been in the system
1: for long. He's a young kid, so it's. But yeah, for for a fact, I love he was. It. You know, it also he also gives me.
0: He also gets me out of bed for Yankee season to start because you know April games, you know, blah blah blah. Um, but we're gonna do a new segment starting next week. It's. It used to be called "What Did Rizzo Do," but now I've decided. Because everybody knows, I think Rizzo is the most overrated Yankee of all time. He's beloved. Everybody loves him. There's Rizzo. Jer- you go to the game, everybody's wearing a Rizzo jersey. And he bats 220 and does, never carries the team. I think he stinks. So I used to do a what did Rizzo do? But now, since my favorite player is Giancarlo, I realized I have to play fair. So the segment will be what did Rizzo do versus what Stanton did. And we're going to have a quick little segment. And we're gonna have fun with it, um, and uh, and that's what's gonna be. But if you want to have, if you're a Yankee fan, and you want to have any kind of entertainment, if you're stuck in an airport, which I'm gonna to get to in a minute, you gotta Google Giancarlo Stanton on YouTube, <laughs> and from when he was with the Marlins to the Yankees, you gotta hear the announcers what they say when Giancarlo Stanton hits some home runs. Dude, it's funny as hell. People go like, "Wow, wow, what I, wow, it's a nice shot." What, I, wow, that went deep. It, and they like, you tell the announcers, like, I've been doing games for 15 years. I've never seen a ball go there. It's just very comical. Um, and one guy goes, rip to left field. Oh, it's gone. Because <laughs> it went eight feet off the ground. Eight anyway, feet? yeah, if you're a fan Someone of the, John Carlin, the
1: third baseman. Yeah, and then it it's
0: just some funny. And also he has those classic when the pitcher knows it's gone right away. You know what I mean? Like he just, he puts his head down and walks towards first a little bit. Like no doubt. Anyway, um, of course they don't show his strikeouts and stuff, but still anyway. So Yankees starting exciting spring thinking about my dad. Can't wait for Giancarlo to hit maybe 50 home runs this year. Can't wait for Rizzo to stink Volpe. It's baseball. We get off of this week to week thing with football. We're into the slow process. They got new rules this year, which we talked about a little bit a couple of weeks ago. It's baseball. It's awesome. Thursday here thinking about going, if I could scoot out, um, Baseball is back, bro. And I can't wait. I know you're a big fan of the Yankees as well. And uh, there's some storylines, you know, uh, all over baseball. And it's I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a good year for the Yankees. I think the Yankees will be – I don't know how good – I'm guessing they'll be in the pennant race for sure. Um, yeah, they're, they are they got to get healthy. It's they got to like get healthy. Out of the gate, but they're pitching. I mean, they're, pitching is shaky. Uh, I'm not sold on the guy. Who was the closer last year? Um, uh, King? The, the Sinkerball guy. My God, I can't wait to the game. You talking about Michael King, or are you talking about the the, the guy who was the closer, but his sinker ball didn't sink, and he got his ERA was awful at the end. Schmidt, what the yes? He How... Clark Schmidt? No, it wasn't Schmidt. No, not Schmidt. How bad are we? We're not. We are. Bro, so honestly, not... I'm so
1: removed right now.
0: I know. That's what, me too. I can't think of the guys. Anyway, oh, Vol-
1: and... you're talking about Volpe, right?
0: No, no, no listen. I'm an ass. Up, I'm a complete asshole. It's the closer guys. We're gonna right... edit, 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 edit this part, edit. guys. Edit. <laughs> can't think of the guy's name. What a jerk I am. But that's okay. I'm older Clay than Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes. Uh, Why would we thought, remember his name? Well, because he was the best pitcher ever in the history of the game from April to like July. Like, literally, there's stats that he was the best closer.
1: Unbelievable. Nobody
0: got a hit off him. His ERA was like 000. 000.1. And then the last two months of the season, I don't think he recorded an out. So we'll see how he is. Because you know what it is? Single ball pitchers are great until they don't sink. And then it's an eighty-five mile an hour belt high. See, like when um, you said the Yankees closer, like I don't, I don't think that they had a closer, closer
1: last year. It was basically a committee all year. They they gave eighteen different people the jobs.
0: Uh, my boy Chris yeah, is home, chiming home in. Holmes, home. Holmes, Holmes. Yeah, you're a little late, but so are we. Listen, the reason late I, and a this is not short. the Jimmy Plummel show is not a sports show, and I'm the guy sitting on a couch going, "Who the hell was that guy last year?" That's who I am. There's other sports shows, some available on chop sports network that could tell you who the Gi- who the Yankees drafted six years ago. There's shows for that, not my show. How about I this? By- I'd be better
1: off telling you who the Yankees
0: drafted six years
1: ago than telling you who their closer was last year.
0: <laughs> Poor Holmes taking a beating early here All right. and I am gonna get on him. Anyway, Yankee baseball, let's briefly we'll talk about the Knicks. It looks like they're going to be the fifth seed, although they didn't clinch they did not even clinch the non- play in thing. They got uh, five, six more, no, seven more games to go, something like that. Um, Their magic number for the fifth seed, I think, is five. Um, The Nets could still catch them. Not sure. I'm more worried about the – the Knicks may play lousy than the last six, seven games. I don't think the Nets are going to win that many games either. So um, it looks like they're going to be the fifth seed, possibly the sixth seed. And um, I don't know about this Knicks team. Part of me feels like they're going to suck in the playoffs. And part of me thinks – once the playoffs get focused, this team might be interesting, but I, I, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the games, Christopher. That's all I can do because sometimes I think this team stinks. Anyway, uh, and Randall with uh, getting fouls called on him. He's a bust. Uh, listen, are you hoops? I said I wouldn't mention it again, but it's everybody who always wasn't that good left to, to go the portal. I wish them well. Nice kids. Didn't they didn't start on a, on Rutgers? They weren't playing. And if you're not playing, you should leave and go somewhere you can play. Uh, and I wish all the kids well. Uh, we didn't bring anybody in yet. Let's see what happens. And if you watch the NCAA tournament, NCAA basketball is is over. It's just it's it's crazy now. Like every team you watch in the NCAA tournament, most of the players that start were only have only been there a year. It's really like a free agency in and out. There's no. It's crazy, and the Rutgers has to get get better at it and bring in some kids who, for whatever reason, are leaving. That being said, no more Rutgers talk. I'm pissed off they didn't make the tournament, uh, although Rutgers Spring starts, I believe, like this week. Yeah, I a little, little Rutgers football talk. I think they're going to stink too. Anyway, yeah. NCAA, it's pretty cool. bunch of no-name teams are in it. That's kind of cool. Um, UConn, though, uh, you know, UConn's beating <laughs> – they're smoking everybody. Whether or not they get in a close game and it throws them off, but uh, UConn looks like they're going to win the whole thing. The San Diego State game, the call at the end. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm I'm, like a lot of people on this one. Right before the play, we even said we're sitting in the airport, which I'm going to get to in a second. We're like, I hope they don't call a foul. And it's a foul where, like, I know he grabbed him, his hip there, his body, but to me, I want the foul to be where truly – affects his shot, like on the hand, on the wrist, on the elbow, where it, it it caused him like the ball to almost spin out to call a foul. Um I didn't like the call. Plus, they weren't calling fouls all game. And and they weren't calling ones like that all game. So I think that was a shit call, a shitty way. To, and the score was tied. Let him go to overtime. Um, but if you look at the technically, was that a foul, grabbing a guy's jersey kind of? Yeah. But there's a foul on every play. I thought it was an unlucky break for Creighton, um, and that's – I don't know how you feel about it, whether or not you watched it or not.
1: I did watch. I mean, I didn't watch the game live, but I know the play you're talking about. I mean, it's tough. You, you want to try and do these things in a vacuum, but I feel like, as well as you, that you have to have situational awareness when you're making that call. Yeah. That's all. You know, Listen, nobody should take an L because of that.
0: I thought that the coach of Creighton handled it well by – he just said, you know, they played better than we did. I, I don't know. Maybe long-term, that's the way to go. But, like, if I'm sitting at home and I'm a Creighton fan, like, if that had the Rutgers and the coach was like, well, you know, certainly San Diego State, tough play, you know, I would be, like, throwing my shoe at the television. You're better
1: board. off regret. You're better off, as a coach, in that situation, you're you're better off regretting not saying enough because you'll have another opportunity to say something if you so choose.
0: Right. But if I, you I, say I,
1: something out of reaction, out of emotion, then you could really put yourself in a bad right. spot so good job on the coach I would yeah
0: thought. I guess so but me I'm like oh my God I you, you know I would love I would love a coach to be you know we lost the game because the ref called a lousy call but they can't do that because they're all being that Derek cheater give them nothing so that's it that was a bad call but the tournament's been pretty fun a lot of cool games some upsets Gonzaga, you know what when you play Lyndon and Carteret all year long every year year after year and you go thirty one and three. And everyone's like, "Ooh, Gonzaga! They scored ninety points a game." Then you get into a regular basketball game. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Rutgers would beat Gonzaga, no doubt. Uh I'm telling you, that team. You say no yeah. doubt. Could they beat him? I'm sure they could line I, up. And I, beat him. I, I think we would match up well. I, I think these this team they have to upgrade their schedule. Maybe they're getting to a better conference. The thing about Gonzaga, that from my understanding, is that when they shoot well, nobody's beating them. Uh, you know what? I thought they got they got UConn slapped them around anyway. Um, the UConn, UCLA course, was wasn't it UCLA? No, no, UConn beat them. Beat them. Oh yeah, beat yeah, them. yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Anyway, NCAA of course in the family pool, Palumbo's on ESPN Tournament Challenge. Guess who came in number one, Christopher? You? Yes, I did. What a low five eighty points. How bad is that? You know what? No one picked a winner. I came. Oh, in, so I, 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 it was graded on a curve. <laughs> Well, I won. I got 580 points, and I, no one got the, the closest. It was eight, five hundred. So I won the 15 member pool uh, for the first time ever in the year Rutgers get. My name was Are you got screwed? And I won the pool. Talk but, about
1: anticlimactic. Uh, um, you guys won the pool. It's like the it's like you don't even get to watch the finals. Nobody to see cares. Who
0: wins. Nobody. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, which brings me to level dot com here at Shea. Um, now we're going to start the non-sports section of our show. So those of you scoring at home, um, CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Mike Caprio's company. Chris, I got to I got to show you what this thing is for those watching live. There it is right here, Chris. You just hang this thing on the hole and your board is leveled to the exact way of where a cornhole board should be. Because I know you're the kind of guy, you're not a pure cornhole guy. But if you go to someone's party, your next door neighbor, and maybe your next door neighbor is a little bit of a geek, not popular on the block, and he's got cornhole boards that are not level, you would run back to your car, take out of the glove compartment two cornhole level things, say, hey man, let me take care of this for you, hook it on the hole, and the guy would have a perfect level cornhole. So that way he doesn't, and that way he'd be more popular on the block, Chris. I mean, you know, when you go, you know, you you would help the guy out. Maybe if he's single, he'll, he'll get laid. I mean, that's, that's the kind of guy you are. You, you're a giving person. And you when can't you have, have a
1: cornhole party. You are already the most popular guy in the block. So I don't know what you're talking about, geek. This guy's got to yeah. be
0: a, a blast, bro. He's the blast, of cornhole course. Cornhole barbecues. Oh, yes, that's exactly. Chris, you, you run, you get there. You get there like one o'clock for those and stay all night. Um, of course, as you well know, give me 20 minutes, cornhole. I'm ranked eighth in the world. Um, but go to CornholeLevel.com, 19 dollars 20% off. That's right, 20% off of nineteen ninety five Probably going save you ninety three whatever the hell it is. And you get to get a, a brand-new, gorgeous Cornhole Leveler at CornholeLevel.com. Mike Caprio's company, we love you. God bless America. Now, the non-sports section. So, Christopher, a couple of things happened to me this weekend. That are very, very important. Number one, my daughter, my lovely daughter, was at a dance event competition. She did very well. I was able to watch it, streaming it, because I was in downtown Park City, Utah, skiing at my, my nephew's bachelor party with his buddies. Now, a couple things happened. Number one, uh, perfect setup. My brother was kind enough to get everybody out there. We were at Airbnb. It was gorgeous. Snowing all the time. They got more snow there than they've ever had in 10 years or something. But I tell you, I'm a longtime skier, but I don't ski enough, man. (laughs) And it was so depressing. Of course, I didn't. Obviously, I'm out of shape. I picked up a few pounds. I was worried about the the altitude, which was brutal when you go to Colorado. The beautiful thing about Park City, though, is you get your flight into Salt Lake City. Your 40 minute ride. I, we Ubered from the airport right to the Airbnb. So within 40 minutes, you're at the place. You, you go to some ski areas out of Denver. You got a two hour ride, two and a half hour. That sucks. And so we get there. Everything was perfect. My brother took us all out. Went to this steakhouse, one of those Utah big elk steakhouses. I got this, dude, I got, I was starving. A um, couple of cocktails on the plane to ease ease the ease the aggravation we get into this place and i got like a nice beer i got this i got this prime rib bro it was the size of my car and i got it medium rare which out there i forgot when it's you rare. say like when you say medium rare out there like you know the cow the cow walks by your table and like when you get a steak that big medium rare you're fucked. you're
1: you're there's eating, no, you're, you're, eating you're
0: eating raw meat i mean but it was it was cooked it was cooked like, uh, d- deliciously I should say with the seasonings I got the baked potato the vegetable I went like baked potato meat and a little vegetable on the side um, and
1: I can't I ate even this. do medium
0: dude this thing was just uh, you were the freak uh, but this was I ate this thing and then you know when you just eat too much of them like I was like I couldn't move I was like tired from the trip I was like oh my god you fat bastard everybody ate you know because my brother got the trout because he was being healthy but my brother-in-law, Steve, he got the same thing. Um, and we just you – know, we ended up going to my nephew's uh, Airbnb. when He was with 16 of his buddies from Texas. They're from all around the country, but a lot of his friends are in Austin, Texas now. And they were – I couldn't – you know when you just – I became old man in the sea. I, I was like – we were in a garage playing beer pong. I couldn't move. Uh, and uh, But they were playing beer pong, and I never felt so old in my life. I was standing to the side watching these kids – but the thing that bothered me most, Christopher, was they acted like, hey, yeah, you guys, do you know what like beer pong is? And I'm like, clearly nobody here looked at the back of my baseball card when they see like Frank Tanana, 18 years between Belmar and Manisquan. When, when the sport first came out, I was playing it. Uh, you know, I mean, like I, I'm not uh, another sport I can be great at if I played for 20 minutes. But like they were playing, and the difference was they play a much friendlier game. there's like, they they're cheering. And like, when we played it in our shore house, it always ended with my buddy, Tommy Plinio, just throwing the table over into everybody's face. And that ended the game. Like there was never, it was like when he lost the table, beers flying, we played with real beer. We tried it one time with, with vodka it did not go well. We had to call a TV timeout. You put like one little layer of vodka in each cup, which uh, someone said, Oh, that'll in case. The in case. The ping pong ball is dirty. You know, but it was like, you, dude, you start to one o'clock in the afternoon, you start doing mini shots of vodka. That's not going to end well. And when, and back then we made you drink it too. You know, I remember I had like my fifth shot and I'm like, dude, this is a bad, we're going to be drinking till midnight. It's one, it's a bad setup. So we switched to beer of course, but um they were playing that game. I felt like I was 87 years old, but they were having a good time. Bunch of nice guys. And uh, my uh, nephew, Eric was in his element with his boys And I just felt like old man, Uncle Jim sitting in the background, but it was a good time. Now I got to talk about skiing. The argument is the skiing out West is way better. No doubt. But Chris, you got to go with your boot bag, your skis, your, your, your luggage bag, your, your carry on bag. You look like uh, you look like you're in an episode of little house on the Prairie coming out of, coming out of the, the river to save your children then you got to log in. There's different bag sizes. It's a, it, what a pain in the ass. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? You throw your skis in your car. You get in your car. You drive to Vermont. You're there in five and a half hours. You get out of your car. There's no flights. There's no bullshit. Then you got to let. We had to land at Denver first. Denver, you don't know where your stuff so is.
1: You had to travel with all your ski, your ski. Equipment. Yes, which is an ad for renting. You can so, rent
0: if you want. I should have rented because my skis. don't Oh, any that's good. what I
1: was going to say. Well, that was your first mistake, probably. Big like, If mistake. you're going to go somewhere local, you know, like yeah, you're, I, what are you spending to check that anyway? Uh,
0: it's well, I, it cost me thirty dollars. Because I had to, you know. The, okay, the so you open. spend
1: you spend forty more, and you get you get just get them there. Right, and I totally you have agree. To carry them. Now I'll you
0: lose forty dollars. You lose I'll, a little. You lose a little time in the morning because you got to get online and rent them. But they got so many rental places there now. Um, It doesn't. Seem yeah, my like my
1: next question is, is: You might not, because the odds are, when you're going with a group, half the group's got to rent them anyway. So you're you're, you're you hanging out with your buddies, and then you got to wait.
0: Listen, they have ways where you can rent them online, and they're waiting for you. So you you do need boots though, because that that's the comfort level. Um, you could rent boots if you want, but the boot bags aren't that bad. Um, I don't own a single thing right? Well, for skiing or I snowboarding, and I've gone a ton. Right. Well, that's what you... Oh, I don't snowboard. Those days are gone. Um, but listen, I got to tell you, so, uh, Park City is gorgeous, man. They're downtown. What you want when you go skiing, especially if you're going with a bunch of guys, you want to be able to ski, and the area is massive. There's almost like five different mountains. You can ski there all week and not see half the mountain. But the town of Park City... They have bars, restaurants, they have, uh, um, you know, uh, clothing stores. They got, it's like, it's a real town and they have like, you can get sushi. You can get Thai food there. You can get, they have those big ass steakhouses. They had high end places where every chick looks like they're an actress. I ducked into on one of those just to see what the kids are doing today. And, um, uh, it was, it was, it was, a it's a beautiful town. I I'm definitely going back to park city again, probably renting. Um, we just had a good time. I mean, the only thing is, lift ticket prices uh, <laughs> cost me. We always skied half a day Friday, all day Saturday. My it cost me five hundred and forty dollars for a day and a half lift ticket. The, the pr- it's really three hundred dollars a day. That's how much lift tickets are. That's insanity. I'm, I'm not going there. There You go, but you know what? Like Vale is two seventy five. They're all they're getting between two hundred and fifty and three. Now you can get a thing called an Epic Pass. We pay a few extra dollars Yeah, you can go to Wyndham for like 110. Right, exactly. Right. But you know what? I I even think sometimes on a the weekend their prices are high. But yeah, you the prices of lift tickets are stupid. I was traveling with some people that got money and they were like, this is nuts. But you know what? You're away, you do it. God bless. Put it on a credit card, move on. First down. But um, you know, uh, we got out there at 12:30. But here's the thing, Chris. I just I could play pickleball, still play a little softball. Uh but skiing, man, it's like we, we went up to the top and I came down. My boots were hurting me a little bit because I didn't tighten them properly. Even putting on, there should be a 30-on-30 30 30 called Jimmy Puts His Ski Boots On. I mean, just to watch me, those buckles are in areas, Chris, that you just can't – I can't get to anymore. Like I wanted to create a service called I Will Help You Put Your Boots On. And I just go from guy to guy for 10 bucks. put your boots on. It's like you got to turn back. You can't move. I looked like I was like Boog Powell trying to ski. Um It was, a, and then like you're bundled up for the for the yeah. Mountain. And my my gut was hitting, and, my... but
1: you start sweating, oh, so you're like, all right, I got to listen.
0: I, listen I, it was I, I looked I looked like an uh, I looked like an aging you know Ezra Charles in the like ring an embarrassment. You oh, can just call I, it what just, it is. You yes, you were an embarrassment. Yes, I, it, it, Trevor Burbick and I just was uh, you know it was like oh my god, and then we get up there. And the abominable snowman tumbling down the right. mountain. Now I don't fall anymore. Cause I'm not stupid, but so, which is why I don't try snowboarding. Cause you have to fall a little bit in the beginning. I just don't want to go there, but it was a lot of powder and the powder, like you got to be careful. You catch an edge. Like it's powder was coming up over the boot. And uh, I just felt I, I my, like my, my calves, I, I was feeling pain. Like my calves hurt. My, my, my thighs, my, my, my elbows were hurting. I didn't fall. I just was like, man, you, you got, I didn't do, I should have like, even for two weeks before, if I did stretch it, of course I went in cold, uh, Friday night, my body, I, I, I took like seven Advil. Uh, I, I started drinking, yeah. like, start drinking vodka on the rocks. My, I, everything hurt, like my heel, my calf. Um, and we, it's not like we were doing double diamonds. We were doing- Jimmy.
1: I, if if I went and played a softball game right now and didn't get one ball hit to me the entire time, me getting ready for a ball to get hit to me every pitch, I will be sore totally on the insides I, of my I, legs.
0: head to t- Now picture being a little t- cold, windy. Uh, 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 the weather was bad a couple times on Friday, the wind kick up. Uh, so, all you, and of course, so you pay for the lift ticket and then all of a sudden you see a beautiful bar down at the bottom of the hill. You're like, if, anytime anybody said, Hey, you want to take a break? Go over and get a drink. I was like, yep. Coming off the bed, I just felt like a
1: slow. It, I would have eventually just been the guy like. Well, I'm gonna be down there if anyone else wants to join <laughs> the me. The second day, here.
0: excuse me. The second day, <coughs> we, were at, we were supposed to meet at the lodge at three thirty, and I just was like, "Well, maybe 2.45, I'm gonna call it a day. So I was down there early, got a seat, but. I just, man, I, I do love skiing. The View, I love it. It's fun. It's just a young man's game, man. I remember my parents got older. You just can't ski to try to catch up with people. And the young kids today, yeah, they like we're going to be over here on the tubes. So what did I do Saturday? I was skiing with my buddy, Jimmy Nolan. And I was like, hey, Jimmy, I know. And Jimmy Nolan's a crazy bastard. He'll do anything. He, when he was younger, he was a crazy-ass skier. Now he's older, five years older than me. He won't say no to a challenge. I was like, I said, Jimmy, I want to try one double diamond. I, I just want to do one. Let's just get down just to see. He's like, all right. We tried this one called Berg's Peak. It was top of the mountain, steep, moguls, powder. And uh, yeah, I, I've been skiing my whole life. I'll get down. Very early on, <laughs> I had runners in scoring position. <laughs> I was not finding the plate. Whew. I realized at one point I was like, wow, I'll I'll ski down this. I'm not going to die. But there were certain points where I couldn't see over the ridge. You know, in other words, it was like, I don't know where I'm going. I took it down. And then I I settled in maybe the last 30 yards. But I was out of breath. (laughs) I was like, I want to get to flat ground and regroup.
1: Yeah, like I just don't need to be that. I I don't need things to be that intense for me where, where I don't, I don't ever want to put myself in a situation where I'm supposed to be having fun, but if I mess up, I might die.
0: Uh, That's not fun. I was afraid to fall because if you fell and then of course, early on they were saying, Oh, my, my nephew and his buddies, they're really good skiers. They're bombing the mountain. I was like, you know what? They ain't bombing. They were like, Oh, they they could bomb that. I'm like, no, I, I, until I see somebody bomb that, we're really like shredded it all the way down. And there's guys who can do it, but not like, you know,
1: bro. The minute I, I picked up speed snowboarding down, I was at the very bottom of the mountain and I couldn't stop because I was turned the wrong way. So like, I could stop going, leaning backwards on the snowboard, but if I'm leaning forward and I'm like bowing that way, nah, it's can, over can, for the, me.
0: The bottom line, over. you can get, you So can the get- guys
1: blowing the whistle. He blows the whistle at me. And as I'm passing him, I just was like, sorry, bro. Like quietly. Like I was this close to his face. Right. Right. And I just said, sorry, bro. And he blew the whistle. I just decided I got to fall because I can't stop. And when I tell you that I must have tumbled 75 yards. Right. 75 yards. It felt
0: like I did not stop. That's brutal. It was like the. That's brutal. Yeah. But number one, you shouldn't. You can kill somebody. I just got down. Then I realized, you know what? The days of me. Um. In any kind of so they have tons of blue trails there which were nice and easy you scoot around I was like you know what I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna just cruise around god bless America and I did okay but my calves oh my god they still hurt this morning I skied it Saturday um which uh what else we got to know there so yeah but here's here's where here's where the trip took a turn so we get up at 7 a.m. Sunday, Sunday morning. 11:30 p.m. flight. We had to pack the car up. My brother, my brother rented a car. We get everything in there. We drive. It was snowing in uh, Salt Lake. About 15 minutes outside the airport, it was snowing pretty. My brother had to bear down driving. We get everything. We get there. We get everything out. I get the bags checked. We go over to the little area where we're waiting. Sitting there, we're all tired. Been drinking all weekend, skiing all weekend, eating steaks the size of Carteret. About 45 minutes for the flight, a little thing comes up. Flight, Salt Lake City to Newark, canceled. Now I got these apps now. My phone starts ringing. Go to the app. You have to reschedule. Now now all of a sudden you hear like a buzz going on where we were sitting. Then we see a bunch of flights getting canceled. Obviously, planes couldn't get in Salt Lake or couldn't get out. Next thing you know, on the app, they give you the best options. Now, some of the options were to go to another airline, try to get a direct flight, and pay $1,000, $1,200, $900 to get back to Kennedy or Newark. I couldn't afford that. I didn't want to go that route. And plus, there was no guarantee those flights were going out either. So I had to click on the best situation according to the Delta app, which was... Now it's now got it's 1045 am, Christopher. Flight was 11:40 pm. Not to Newark, Not to Newark, no sir. to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, right? So, okay, what are you gonna do? No, no other option. Now, as the day goes on, all these different kids from the from the bachelor party, everybody's if you had a two o'clock flight, it got bounced to three fifteen. Three o'clock flight. Like everybody's flight was getting bounced. So I was sitting there. We start drinking, watching the games. But after a while, Bloody Marys. I switched to beer. I ended up having like a Sauvignon Blanc. I was trying to switch alcohol to not like so I wasn't drinking. That theory. Another bit. Yeah, so like not feel sick. Right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm tired. I'm like I'm gonna get out of here. We watched the games, which was fun. And all of a sudden, I realized that, wow, if our flight leaves 1140, we only have an hour and 10 minutes to get to the next connecting flight, which was Tampa Bay to Atlanta. We're not home yet. So I'm looking at it. Next thing you know, our flight starts to get bounced from 1140. Then it says 1155. Then it says 1205. And I'm looking.
1: Now you're going to miss your layover. So I'm looking
0: over. I'm like, dude, guys, I I don't think we're going to get. It's not going to happen. So. Finally, 12.18 was the flight, okay? We walk over about 40 minutes before to the actual gate because we were in the center area having beers and having coffee and whatever, watching Carlos Stanton videos on YouTube, which was the most exciting part of my trip. We go to the gate. I don't see the plane at the gate. So right away, I'm like, uh-oh, that's trouble. Half hour before the plane. The plane does come in, though, and you see people getting off the flight. Now, it's snowing again, right? And I'm like, ah, oh. so we're sitting there. And these are the messages while I was sitting there, tired, my calves are burning. This is the first message we got over the speaker. And I see the lady, she says, for for anyone driving a Ford Explorer, you have an infant child in your car. Please return to your vehicle. Now, wait a minute, like, right away, you're like, I would. You're looking for a jerk off to get up, like return to your vehicle. You have a child in your car. Like right away, your mind starts going. Now, was it a 15 year old kid and somebody wanted to run in and get something? Or was it a a three year old in the back and you're trying to change your flight to to Salt Lake City or get out of there? So right away, I'm like, oh, some dude, that's a weird thing. Then we get this message. Also, we cannot board the flight right now. Because we, sh- we are short one flight attendant. So right away, I'm thinking, hey, makes sense. Flight's coming in. Flight attendants commute to certain cities. That's what I thought. And then she says, the flight attendant is running late and she's at her hotel right now. And she's on her way, but the hotel's not that far. Okay. So right away, where does my mind go? Some flight attendant's getting cracked at her hotel by some guy named Ron. Okay. Not realizing the time. Meanwhile, we're not allowed to board the flight, which we now have 27 minutes to get the connection to Atlanta. And I, so now, now I'm getting like fired up and my brother-in-law is getting pissed too. We were looking for the lady to come in. Like, cause when she comes in, I was going to start like heckling, but then I realized it's probably an FAA law and I'll end up, uh, you know, getting, <laughs> getting kicked out of the airport. Yeah,
1: You'll be on a, on the she internet.
0: walked in, she looked haggard. She walked in and nobody, like nobody said it. You're a bunch of Mormons here. Nobody said like, like, what are you doing? Get on of flight. And then they say, she's here. We need her to give her time to get settled. I'm like, get settled. There's no bullpen session here. You go right in and you start taking tickets. Are you kidding me? So then we get on the flight. Flight is packed. We're trying to get our bags in. We're jammed in like sardines. Of course, I got to get a cocktail. I come over, the lady comes over to me. She says, wait, what would you like? I said, I got to take a, uh, uh, I'll take a Bloody Mary. And uh, no, I took a Wood- Woodford Reserve on the rocks. That's what I got. She goes, okay, sir. So all of a sudden she goes, hmm, you know, I'm not going to charge you because you're not making your connecting flight to Tampa Bay. I was like, make it a double. She did, she gave me two of them. But we were all sitting separate. So I couldn't contact my uh, brother-in-law to say, dude, we're screwed. So I'm looking at, of course, when they take off, they fly faster sometimes. When we get off in the air, I'm looking at everything. I'm like, flight's at 7.15. We're getting in at 7.08. That's what it initially said. I'm like, but then I'm like, the gates are right next to each other. 64 to 66. I'm like, wait a minute now. Next thing you know, we land at 7.05. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But then I'm like, wait, we got a deep plane. Everybody with their bags. We're sitting in the back. i was like, this ain't happening. So the plane, you know, that when you're on a plane, it finally starts to move out. You see, like you see, some people are moving forward at a good clip. The announcement comes over: "Is there a James Palumbo, a Steve Riccardi, and a John and a Jimmy Riccardi on this flight? Please raise your hand." I'm in the back. They're like, they're holding the flight for you guys. <laughs> Which, dude, that doesn't happen. right? They don't, they don't do, do that, that right? Shit. So I'm, I raise my hand. Then she goes, "Please, if you're if you're in front of someone raising their hand, let them through." Um, we, we have to get that flight out of here lady in front of me I go uh, hey uh you know did you hear she's like well I'm getting my stuff and i'm like i realized I, I can't win this game so i just let next thing you know a lady comes over and she was like i was i realized I can't win this game twice so oh I I, well that's <laughs> good. The, but the flight attendant walked up and literally was like ma'am uh, please go into a into a seating area to the left and let this gentleman through we came in dude it was like seven Seventeen. Now we're walking onto a packed flight, and what, what is what is everybody looking at? Who's the asshole that came late? They don't know that. I, didn't, I listen. I didn't. Wasn't my call. They held up. All the things are closed. Flight attendant, I'm shoving my bag, in, and within we, I, I sat down right. I'm like, oh. and I get this message: we have to head over to the deplaning area <laughs> because. We because of the delay now we got to get a de uh, not de- plane the de- uh de- icing the icing area. Now I'm like everybody's I I felt the heat from the ground then I realized f- fuck you guys I've been in this fucking airport since uh, eight thirty this morning I don't I, I'm, I'm 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 going home I don't care if you know so we land we 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 land in uh in Tampa Bay uh, uh I mean we we get we get the flight we land in Atlanta and I'm like oh, all right this is good. We get in. We had a little more time, enough to pee, grab a cup of coffee. We didn't have that much time, but enough. So we we get on the flight in Atlanta. We're backing out. We're heading out on the thing. And we're like, oh, I'm finally going to go. All of a sudden, the plane stops. And I get this message. Well, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, as you do know, there's a lot of uh, weather situations with the tornadoes ripping across. We have to sit here. 40 minutes, we sat like not even on the runway, like to the left of the runway. So I'm like, I was like, I just want to get home. Oh, my God. You know, you play that game. How much would you pay to be home in your bed, laundry done? I was like, I would pay ten grand on a credit card. You ever hear of UDEN? U-D-E-N?
1: No. It's like you get one in your life and it could like you snap your fingers and right, you're I mean, in a different I, situation. I dream of genies.
0: I, I totally get I That's exactly how I was. So then, you know, we we finally take it. It was just like, so we ended up. You would have used your UDEN 100%. I did not get home. Okay. And the fact that our luggage, our skis and stuff followed us with all this confusion. I so I left eight thirty I left the lodge at 8 30 a.m. Sunday morning. I didn't arrive in my apartment until 3 p.m. Monday. So the way 33 hours to get from Salt Lake City. So the trip ended like very rutgers-esque. Heading to the NCAA We did not qualify for the NCAA tournament. Uh so
1: on the on the back end of a on the back end end of a two-day uh skiing was, and my drinking calves. Gender. I was a
0: mess. Fans were calling for my head. Um it was just a Probably so we had, had a we had a nice smells,
1: time, a lot of giggles, all types of disgusting smells coming oh, off I you by re- the end of that trip, I totally bro. had
0: airport ass. Ugh, I reeked of I reeked of Woodford reserve divided by bloody Mary divided by the six IPAs I had earlier. I had multiplied by, I didn't brush my teeth. I would this. this, I was like, I smelled like a homeless guy. Didn't care either. I had no regard to the people next to me. Um, And uh, so I finally got home. Uh, So we had a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. It was, it was a good trip. Uh, It was good to see my nephews. I got to ski with my nephew, Jimmy and uh, Eric and my nephew, Tommy, Um, everybody was there. My brother, my brother was very kind, big shout out to Jimmy Nolan and my brother, Frank, they picked up tabs. They were just like, guys, don't worry about it. This is, let's have a good time. And uh, I ate very well. I got a killer BLT at this one pub. You know, when you get like a killer BLT, like not just a a diner, this thought process went into this one. We had a good time. Just getting home was a bitch. Um, But I finally got home and a big shout out to Kevin Marzala, who took me to the airport, took me back. I threw him a few bucks and he took care of me. uh, And it was really great. Um, Which brings me to ChasingMiracles.com. That's right. www.ChasingMiracles.com. Christopher, they have hydration water packs. This is the latest thing. Delivers over 70 trace minerals to your water. Increasing your strength, stamina, and overall good health. I did not have any of these when I was in Park City. I needed them desperately. Um, I should be chewing on them whole but this this stuff is, changes the alkalinity of the water and inside your body and the cells and all that. Of course, you can open them up, sprinkle them into your garden, which you told me you and your girl have done. And But the most important thing is you got to get in touch with Tommy and Donna. They'll talk you through stuff. They're cool people. They're health conscious. They get all this stuff. Chasingmiracles.com. They're my sponsor. They're my good friends. There's all kinds of information on it, but they, they, they're they involved with a bunch of other stuff. And you got to read Tommy's book. Is really cool, too. So I would say go to ChasingMiracles.com and get your, if you're into working out and stuff, you should be putting these in your water bottle. Donna, if you're listening, you didn't send me more samples. I may have to sign up for this stuff myself. Maybe I will. So that's it. ChasingMiracles.com. Now we're getting towards the end of the show. Uh, We always talk about uh, some movies and TV shows I'm watching. I'm watching Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Have you, did you watch that last year? I saw the first, uh, the first two episodes and I, Okay.
1: Bowed out. Well, I thought the show was great last year. I thought it was like one of I did just watch the first five or six episodes of Your Honor season well, see, two which this is, week, though. Uh, it, and it really heats up towards the end. Uh, uh, very. I mm-hmm. wish they would just get, get rid of the sun. Carly. Well, I'm not, I am like not. I don't killer. want to blow
0: anything for you because I watched it. That was a great show. Great program. Great program. The acting is tremendous. And a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end. I'll leave you with that. But Yellow Jackets, I love the show. Ten episodes, first season. But I forgot at the last couple of episodes, it got a little wacky. And then the show has been on in a while. And then I'm watching the, the show. I realized like it started to get creepy and gross. Uh, someone ate an ear. Ugh, I was like this. And the show got like where I started to not know... Um, but I'm probably again. I'm gonna end up watching a dumb thing.
1: Like fat. Like what's real? What's fake? It's you like you don't know a, what's going it, it on. Becomes, and, and
0: they, they keep on going from because the, the people are at, out now. They're adults. To me, they're trying to do. It's like as lost. It thing. is, and I didn't like lost also either. Also, There's some gross things that you could tell are gonna happen. These girls are stuck in a cabin with one guy. I start. Of course, my mind started going. You're a 30 year old man with a bunch of 18 year olds in a cabin for life, like. When do you start becoming the the big bull on the range and just be like, "Hey guys," uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, like that, like that Game of Thrones right, character like, that just
0: <laughs> I, like at what point does the guy have a discussion while they're by the camp for like, "Hey, why don't I just start having sex with each one of you, like, one at a time?" You got nowhere to go, or maybe you just want to, maybe some of you just want to play for the other team. Like, we'll just have that would be called a cult. Yeah.
1: that would be called a like cult.
0: How, to me, it would be like, guys, listen, we're starving. It's cold. We're gonna have. Every Thursday night, it's going to be, we're having sex with each other night. (laughs) If you're going to die of starvation, you might as well go down with a win, you know, increase your number, even though they're only 18. um, I guess maybe some of them weren't 18, but as they got older, they all turned 18. And it's like, you know, you're the one guy. I think it was two guys there. They should be, and I don't think it should be, I'm not being sexist either. It should be like, you don't have to sign. like there should be a sign in sheet, you know? I'll be, I'll be in the far corner of the lodge at 8 PM on Thursday night. And whoever walks in, like you got a ball game on, um, and you have the other corner of the room or for the girls who want to go with the girls. And yeah, I have no problem with that. And, and otherwise, what are you, you're trying to look for like, you know, a, a pigeon food out there. And, you know, anyway, the show's getting creepy, by the way, I'm just joking, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to hear tech saying, Jimmy, what are you talking about? Um, the show and this podcast, little right. creepy. a little creepy, yeah, a little creepy <laughs> and Jimmy's being creepy. But no, it'd just be like, hey, after a while, you know, why don't we just, you know, have, let's just have some kind of fun while we're searching for bear food. Um, while we're, like, hanging on
1: by a thread. <laughs> of course, my... You know, we're barely alive. We might as well, you know... My favorite show,
0: of course, is... Peri- try and bring another child, another human into that's this That's another mess. thing. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, the, I, I, Chris, I, I didn't think the joke all the way through. I, there's cliff notes on this joke at a later date. Uh, but uh, anyway... My other favorite show is Perry Mason. You got to get, start watching the show for season one. You'll dig it. Uh, I know, I know you'll dig it. You will dig this show. Uh, the acting is great. You don't know where it's going to go each week. It's not creepy. No one's eating an ear. Oh, that's on Amazon. No, that's on. Uh, what the hell is that on? Uh, no, that's on uh, HBO. I think. Okay. I get good. confused with the networks around. And the yeah, last I mean, thing we'll discuss about as the show goes long. Uh, well, a couple things. Dude, I got to start losing weight. I felt like a beast on this. <laughs> I never felt so. I'm, I'm wearing ski pants that were like triple X and I, I'm having trouble getting them over. Thank God I had, you know, uh, my, my shoulder, mippeds, my pads, uh, my uh, suspenders. I just felt sluggish. Little oxygen issue when you go out West. Uh, dude, I got. So start, starting today, I am hitting the bag. I will be back. I got to. I can't I can't move. I got chins. This is awful. Springtime coming. Yankee opening day coming. Jimmy Palumbo has got to get in softball shape, even though I'm, a, I'm, I'm only part-time softball player. Uh, I just got to start something. That being said, Chris, I understand you are involved with something. I'll plug your world besides Chop Sports and all the stuff you guys do at Mojo. You're involved with this thing now. Explain. Okay, so Break Buds. That's what we are.
1: That's the name of what it's we got going break, on.
0: called Break Buds. Break Buds. Okay. and where so can like where and can my we, buddy
1: Joe. Where can we find this? So you can find us on all platforms, really. But what we do is is largely on whatnot. It's an app that is available on pretty much anywhere: iPhone, Android, okay. and it's eBay meets TikTok. We sit there and we stream. We rip open autograph memorabilia. We rip open uh, boxes of baseball, football cards, and it's we put on a show while we're doing it. It's fun. so, it's, so it's like a sports like show. We're a it's like a
0: sports show with memorabilia, but you're there to sell stuff, and. Yeah, yeah, customers that want to buy.
1: Yeah, so this weekend coming up, we are actually got our very first table at an actual live show. They're going to have a Breakers Pavilion, which is what we're going to be at. Okay, hopefully, breaking some memorabilia live there. But there's about a hundred star athletes that are going to be there. Jordan Love will be there. Justin Herbert and this is, and and this is Taylor, where at the Ra- Raritan center. This is in Raritan center, yeah. Edison, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the GTSM sports card or sports autograph and memorabilia show. I may try I'm to, to scoot
0: there. If I can, I got a little busy weekends. I want to try to bring my Lou Gehrig bat that I'm told is worth some money. Um, but that's great. So you're doing something on the whatnot app. Yeah. It's called breaking good buds. Good
1: times. Check us out on whatnot. And it is the break buds. If break you go buds. over and check out my Instagram and things like that, okay. you'll see in
0: the, in the bio, go check out Chris Gucci stuff. That's pretty cool. Uh, that memorabilia world is definitely, uh, thriving. Uh, people always want to buy stuff. Gifts. It's
1: one of the few, it's one of the few industries that actually in retail, I'll say that really like blew up. Right. In the in the middle of a downturn pandemic, right. all the well, a, the economies in, in a shithole right now. But for whatever reason, this is doing well. So it's fun. if you
0: it's ever fun. want to know why some athletes, they don't sign autographs outside of stadiums is because these guys have these guys have. You don't hear about it. They may have a million dollars. I'm blowing the numbers. They may have a million dollars. Yeah, no, 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 you're not. They may have there's a million dollars getting
1: paid a lot of money. They
0: may have a million dollar contract exclusively, but they got to sign only in certain areas. And you know what? That's the way it is right now. Um, you pay your cable bill. You got to pay for autographs. Um, uh, you know, uh, of course, if Giancarlo Carlos Stanton didn't sign something for me, I'd punch him in the face. But, uh, and then, and yeah. then, and then he would hit me with an uppercut and I'd be, uh, it would be Dave Sturgeo. So there are certain guys that are just
1: they're they're in the know. Like if you get an older guy, that's got like a specific piece that, you know, like, look, you're trying to make money off of me guys that are signing for kids. Like I would never turn down a kid, right. but if I was seeing some guy that was like me, yeah, was, I'm not going up. Right. I would even go up to an adult and you know that, and say, Hey,
0: could you sign this for me? Give me a picture, shake my hand, say what's up. That's cool. you know The difference is too. Some of these athletes are in on the ownership of these companies. So in other words, LeBron James, Giancarlo Stan, Aaron Judge, and 15 other guys may own this consortium and the company's called Memorabilia R Us. And so not only they sign clients, they're, they're part of the back end. It's it's a, it's a the way the world is, but that's cool. So break buds uh, on all Chris Gucci break stuff. Buds. Break, buds, break buds, break buds, break balls, break yeah, buds. Yeah, we break cards and mem,
1: and we're friends. We're buddies. That's it,
0: I love it. There the you rest go.
1: of it, you could kind of figure out on your own. Well, that's my show here
0: at Shea from the omni from downtown mawa shitty kitchen studios no i forgot about to mention it at the top uh and chris of course coming from downtown matawan at chop sports and uh thanks for doing the show we went long uh and uh that's it i wish you well my friend
1: i'll see you later buddy